Game of Microphones is brought to you by CMG Podcasts. You are about to hear is a hyper-condensed version of Game of Microphones episode 109, covering Game of Thrones season 7, The Dragon and the Wolf. Comprised of highlights and bloopers from our full show, clips are out of context and may be out of sequence. For more, go to GameOfMicrophones.com and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Spoilers ahead. What do they do to you? Doesn't matter. It's not how it ends for you, brother. You know who's coming for you. You've always known. Riding their dead horses. Hunting with their packs of pale spiders big as hounds. It's your hosts, Sir Duncan the Fearsome and Lady Rachel of House Fox. You're listening to Game of Microphones. In the nick of time. That is true statement. <laughs> I'll get it out before the <laughs> before the new season comes out, for sure. Yes, you will. <laughs> I have oh, faith in man. you. Jamie's like, dude, we don't have a fortnight. If the North falls, like, we're all fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> Girl, our child is not going to be born if we don't deal with this threat. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yes. Right. She's like so stupid, but also like so, you know, smart at the same time about some things like she has Euron pretend to freak out and leave when it's like an excellent plan to like sneak off and go get the golden company, you know, and like she's doing slick things and making astute observations while at the same time, like she's like she sees all the details, but she misses the big picture. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. She can't put all the details together to see like the actual picture in front of her. We bought ourselves a big army. She's like 20,000 men, horses, elephants, I believe. Yeah, that was a crazy line. Yeah. We're going to see war elephants in season eight. I hope so. Yeah. We got to see one of them, like a kraken, a big giant spider or elephants. I'm hoping we get an army of ice spiders, (laughs) an (laughs) army of war elephants, Nymeria and her army of dire wolves. Oh my God. (laughs) And all three dragons at least a few times. Yes. (laughs) Blow the budget, HBO. Blow the budget. (laughs) Just poo. Uh. (laughs) Do you really think you're on Greyjoy? Got scared and ran away. You're on fucking Greyjoy. Dude, he, he sailed over to Essos to pick up the Golden Company and come back under the cover of being terrified, you know, and everybody bought it. And I was like, oh my God, that was so slick. So they must have had this plan for, she's like, listen, you're on for some reason. We don't know why they want to meet us. We don't know what they have. Like if they have something to show us, we don't know about that. We don't know what the deal is, but you're going to think of some reason to abandon me. During the during the proceedings, right, and make me seem like I'm in a position of weakness. Because she, when you're strong, you act weak. When you're weak, you act strong. You know, art of yeah. war. Yes, yes. <laughs> so she's like, no one walks away from me, and I'm like, oh, spoke too soon, Cersei. Because because Jamie is about to walk away from you. 
Yep. That's more like treason, yeah. but okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, then, Cersei. <laughs> yeah, then then he's I like, well, I pledged to ride north, and I intend to honor that pledge. And that's when she says, and that will be treason. <laughs> treason? <laughs> yeah. Disobeying your queen's command, fighting with her enemies, what would you call it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, he's like, this is We're talking bullshit. about grammar. We have way more, <laughs> big, like, larger problems in grammar. Also, and, like, you're just not listening to what anybody else has to say. So even if you're asking me what I, my opinion is, it doesn't matter to you. Like, you know, it's like... Yeah, you're just being a giant Belligerent. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. So she's, he starts walking away and she repeats herself. I told you. I told no you. One no one walks away from, away from me. Yeah. And he's like, are you going to order him to kill me? Because Gregor, like, ooh, like, steps in front of him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Give the order then. When I first watched it, she, like, nods her head. She he does. Doesn't... She gives Gregor the order. And this look flashes across Jamie's face as Gregor draws his sword and his eyes sort of, like, flicker. Like, he half blinks in astonishment at just the betrayal. I don't know. The person he loves most in the world, ordering him to be executed. And he calls her bluff and says, I don't believe you. Yeah. Dude, that's su- twice in one episode. She threatened, you know, two times in the same episode. First, Tyrion says, give the order. And then Jamie says, give the order then. They both fucking, she threatens to kill both of her brothers in this episode. I know. It's that's crazy. Fucking she's nuts, She's dude. lost her mind. Yeah. With, with the death of Tommen, like her moral compass is just gone. Oh man, two episodes in a row now. Cersei first mentions Bronn by name and now Bronn mentions, mentions Cersei by name. It's the first time these two characters have been like connected to one each other and I don't like it, you know? Yeah, that's Br- true. Bronn is unaware that Cersei has singled him out for punishment just last episode. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, he he's pretty proud of himself. He's totally patting himself on the back that two traitors' heads are coming right through their door. Yep. She can lop them both off and throw them into the black water. <laughs> <laughs> and Bronn is blunt and self-oriented as ever. And Tyrion's like, it's good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, I left this shit city because I didn't want to die in it. <laughs> Am I going to die in this shit city? <laughs> so, so good. You might. <laughs> yeah, Tyrion's just straight up with him. Um, Sandor is just like, dude, fuck this. And he goes and stands right in front of his brother. Yeah, he can't take his eyes off of the mountain. And he's just like, this is, you know, he just needs to get closer, A, to see what the fuck happened, and B, to confront him, you know? And he just walks right up to that dais, and the, and the mountain just comes right out to meet him. And I'm wondering, is he knowingly coming out to meet Sandor as his brother, or is he just doing what he's supposed to do and protecting Cersei from whoever this is? Is he thinking enough to know, you know, like that Sandor's even there? I think he knows it's, her bro- it's his brother. Right, because there was that time where Jamie like, insulted him, like, does he even know what we're saying right now? Exactly. And he kinda, like, like, turns he, towards he him. He listens because to Kyburn's point, when he first introduces him, like this is, you know, Sir Gregor Clegane. Right. He's um, still he's Gregor taken Clegane. A, yeah, he's taken a vow of silence. So just because he's not speaking does not mean he doesn't understand. Right. But at the same time, it's like, is that actually true? Has he taken a vow of silence or is that a cover because he's undead and no longer talks? Oh, you know what I, mean? you know what? I never even thought of it that way. Oh yeah. I thought that was like maybe a public explanation to explain why this guy isn't saying anything. Oh, <laughs> when he's really, really like a necromancy <laughs> abomination. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And dude, he looks fucked. You're even uglier than I am now. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be like a recurring theme in season six and seven. Yeah, for sure. Or maybe just season seven. I don't know. I'm losing track at this point. (laughs) It's all (laughs) blending together. I know. Seriously. So what do you have for your number three? Let's see. Oh, man. We got so many good things to talk about in this episode. My number three is... The revelation. Me too. Okay. Okay. The cool. Truth. Yes. Sam the and truth. Bran, the ultimate intelligence combo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Bran is just chilling as usual in the dark room, <laughs> just brooding like, like Stannis or John, <laughs> and he's sitting there looking into the fire, which I thought was interesting. Just just the idea of. Bran looking into a fire sort of evokes imagery of two supernatural powers facing off with each other. The werewood network. Networks. Yeah, exactly. The ice network, the fire Wi-Fi. This scene was so hard because you know it's coming. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like incest, you know that it's incest, but you want desperately for them to like get together because they don't know it's incest. Right. How <laughs> so. you gotta be a really good writer to get like 99% of the world rooting for it's incest. It's like, I don't right? want to like it, but I do, I do. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> it's hilarious. And it's just a balance of priorities again, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, and Jamie talks a lot about this with Brienne. It's like when there's so many oaths to keep, like right. you're bound to break one honor of them. Honor your father, honor your king. What happens when your king asks you to kill your father? You know, Like, what do you do? So it's like this Romeo and Juliet-esque tragedy with star-crossed Completely. lovers from opposite warring families. You know, a tale that ends in tragedy, a dead prince, a dead wife and mother, both Romeo and Juliet dead at the end of, of that story. Spoiler alert. A destiny lost and shattered to the winds of time. I love that connection. That's great. Just one shred of hope left behind in this case, hidden and protected and secreted away to the north. A king hidden as a bastard. It's fucking epic. I'm sure it's fucking really awkward for Amelia Clark, too, because she like knows these people outside of the show. And it's like, yeah, like our genitals touched (laughs) and my boobs were on your husband's chest. And sorry about that. Yeah, it's just I, I. I can't help but like look at it from that perspective sometimes. Uh, It's so funny. Bran's just like, he needs to know, you know, we need to tell him and like, fuck, he does need to know. No, don't tell him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Oh man. We hear a dragon screech. Oh man. And it's like, oh no. And it comes flying out from the darkness. Dude, so fast. It's super fast. Okay. So did you notice, I was curious he is able to blow flames longer than the other dragons. In I, I, my opinion, uh, I feel like he's now exponentially stronger that like now it's ice magic combined with fire magic. And he's like even more powerful than Drogon. I'm going to make a prediction right now. <laughs> I feel like Viserion undead Viserion is going to kill Drogon. Oh no. I know. No. Oh God. Drogon would come in spit his fire it would go i mean it spit for a long time but then it would stop and he would fly up and then he would spit again spit the fire and 
Viserion he's like just, the energizer dragon he just keeps going yeah and going. it just it never stops yeah and we get these like as he's just blasting un, unlimited supply of this icy flames uh, we get these close these awesome close-ups of his face and he's like like we get this crazy sound and the fire is just like blue flame yeah oh my god it, it a couple of those so shots. So now we have blue fire, now we have green fire, yep. and red fire. Yeah, totally. Very interesting. And uh, his head is just kind of like, ah, like going back and forth and just spraying the flames. And we get this amazing sound of his screeching as he's doing it. And these blazes of blue flames are just like these gargantuan blasts are just penetrating all the way through the wall and just shooting out the other side. I know. And Tormund and Beric are standing there like in total fucking disbelief. Yeah. I love Tormund. He's like, Run! <laughs> just like, yeah. but in fairness to Cersei, it she is doesn't believe any of this yeah. bullshit. It seems like nonsense. Like she says, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't think this is serious at all. It's a, just another bad joke. You know, like, and she says, it's like, um, what did the maester say? A child surviving beyond the wall with the help of a magical raven. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I love Danny. Like she rolls her eyes. She's just it's like, she takes this like breath in through her nose and she's just like, fucking stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought when I first watched it, it's like, I wonder if there's some like magical spell over King's Landing that... Like, doesn't allow their necromancy to work in this area. Yeah, and the, whole, the audience is wondering, is it dead? You know, is this all for nothing? That whole yeah, mission, is it a failure? Yeah, the box over. Yeah, and we I learned mean, that it was just playing dead and, like, <laughs> just waiting for its moment to strike. <laughs> oh, my God. As it ah, animates and jumps out of the box and, and goes Cersei, screeching like, at Cersei. And flies to the back of her oh, chair. So, man. like, her... Her, like, demeanor completely changes 180 degrees. Moment of real panic. And interestingly, the mountain does nothing. You'd expect the mountain to step forward and intercede. Oh, I didn't notice that. I know Jamie stepped forward. I didn't realize the mountain didn't step forward. Yeah, like, everybody is just in shock. Maybe he was like, oh, a fellow brother. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know that you brought this up, like, way, way back, is there's the fight or flight or, like, be or frozen. Freeze. Yeah, fight or flight or freeze. I'm a freezer, uh-huh. for sure. I'm a refrigerator. Sh- I'm always cool. And even Varys. Oh, man. I mean, even the look on Varys' right, face Right, because Varys is hasn't like, seen it yet either, you know? As much as he loves things in haven't. boxes, he hasn't, you know, gone and opened the box himself yet. <laughs> Tyrion in a box, sorcerer in a box. Dick in a box. Dick in a box. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm wise enough to know when a gift keeps giving. I'll have to have Dave record his zombie screech. Oh, yeah, do it. It's so good. I cannot emanate it at all, but Dave, he does it all the time to scare me and it drives me crazy. Uh, Awesome. He points out that like, if we don't win this battle... That is what is going to become of every one of us. We're all going to be turned. And if it's if that's the fate of everyone, that means Hodor is one of those. And I want to see him, man. We're going to see Hodor. Hodor is coming back. He's got to, right? So he's like, fuck this. Can they swim? John's like, no. So he's like, yeah, good. I'm going back to the island that I came from. Screw you guys. I'm going home. You know? <laughs> 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 and uh, 
everybody's like, whoa, as like this big tough guy is telling them like, listen, I've been around the entire world. Ah, yeah, yeah. I've been player hated and you know, I don't know what, I don't know why, but this fucking terrifies me. And it's the only thing I've ever seen that scares me. And I got to get the hell out of here basically because I don't play that shit. You guys can deal with this. I'm going to my island where I'm safe. I love that he goes up to Danny. He's like, I'm going to yeah. go to my island. You should go back to yours. And when all this shit is over, you and I are going to make babies together. Yeah. <laughs> he gives her like this look like <laughs> eh, like a little nod. And she kind of like, uh, but the more immediate problem is that we're fucked. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, we're fucked. Super fucked. So he runs into Jamie here. And uh, Tyrion's like, you spoke with her, like convinced her to meet with me. And Jamie clarifies, I spoke at her <laughs> until she kicked me out. <laughs> she thinks I'm an idiot trusting you. A lot of people seem to think that. <laughs> <laughs> so will he follow through and redeem himself or will he fall? Will love become the death of duty again for Jamie? And will he in- end up aligning himself again with Cersei in some desperate moment? And he turns and starts walking towards the mountain. And this is the most ballsy thing anybody has done in this entire series is walked towards the mountain and said, do it. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking nuts. And he turns back to Cersei and says, say the word, you know, just like Jamie, give the order. Say it. Yeah, say it. And oh my God, a pause. And, and she can't do it. Yeah. She can't fucking do and it. Ecstasy and anger and power and shock all fill her face simultaneously. And she hesitates. And like you said, she just can't do it. She grimaces and turns away, unable to give the command. And like, isn't this what she's dreamt of for the, all of this time? And now in the moment she knows, like, is it that, is it that she feels sympathy and she won't do it? Or is it because she can't do it? She knows that part of her bigger plan revolves around Tyrion surviving because this would trigger war instantly and she can't have that yet. So as much as she wants to do it and as much as she may have done it, she knows she can't do it. And as as it, it comes across as maybe she feels sympathy and maybe she chooses not to do it, but I think that strategically she knows she can't do it. And that's what is upsetting her is that she, as she has the opportunity here and she can't do it because it would sacrifice her power, basically. I totally agree with that, but I also think there's an underlying tone of deep down in her soul, she knows He's right. And I think that's what Tyrion thinks, you know, and I think that this is, and he immediately, when he realizes that he's not going to be killed here, he like, he, he and exhales, grabs a drink. right. And he <laughs> grabs a drink and it's like this, it's like the old dynamic that it used to be where like they hated each other, but they'd be sitting there talking with each other and negotiating. And I think that this is the first moment since he escaped from King's Landing, since he was taken into custody, that he's felt safe. Where yeah. somebody isn't immediately trying to kill him. And he may not know until after he's made a mistake that she was never true with her word. That's true. So it's, it's very fishy. It's it, a pickle. It, it could, it, it's definitely a dill pickle for it's sure. It's a pickle. 
And so this is funny because he, he's like, you may have known that. And he assumes that Lysa would have told her because Lysa had let it slip partially that time, right? So he's like, whatever your aunt may have told you, she was a troubled woman. She imagined enemies everywhere. And I thought this was crazy because this is exactly what he's been telling the Sansa to do. Imagine your enemies. Imagine the worst possible reasons they could have. Exactly. You know, imagine what, what Arya is really here for. He's telling her to imagine enemies everywhere. No wonder Lysa went crazy. You know, with like <laughs> yeah. this type of influence on her. That's totally true. Sansa's like, protect me. me. By selling me to the Boltons? If we, could, if we could only speak alone, I could explain like, everything. fuck that shit. <laughs> right, it's like with uh, Jorah. Didn't he say that to Danny? right? If we could yes, only like, speak alone, Khaleesi. You'll never be alone everything. with her again. Exactly. You'll never be alone with her again, Littlefinger. Ever. Hopefully. Or <laughs> Unless you're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what you do, isn't it? That's, That's what, what you've, you've always, always done. done. Turn family against family. Turn sister against sisters. That's what you did to our mother. And Aunt Lysa, and that's what you tried to do to us. Give me a chance to def- defend myself. I deserve that. Yeah, and she's like, fine, try. I am Lord Protector of the Vale, <laughs> and I command you to escort me back to the, to the Eerie. And Lord Royce is like, uh, nope. nope. <laughs> Not happening, bro. Not gonna happen, brosif. Bronn and Jamie are looking down from the battlements and just at this this beautiful image of perfection of like the, the epitome of order all of these unsullied standing in perfect formation totally still remember like they'll stand until they die if you die, order them yep. to you know what I mean like <laughs> these guys are so cool um, but I mean I, although they are a little bit different now that they've been freed they probably have some sort of autonomy that they've gained uh, from the the lax regimentation of being in, in marine I imagine and this is the first time that Jamie and Bronn have seen the Unsullied. Ah, so yeah, they're true. like, fuck me. <laughs> she has the oh. Dothraki, which we've seen. Yeah, and just now- a terrifying, like, chaos personified. And then here, all of a sudden, it's like the total par- like polar opposite. The structured army. Yeah, also terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so cool. How many barrels? And the soldier says 500. And Bronn looks at him. He's like get 500 more double that we got trouble boy (laughs) and i love again the dothraki they just come screaming in and they like funnel through the unsullied how bad an ass is that just like right through all the gaps and the the pathways and it it was just like the coolest thing for me i i just it, it, it was like ma- it just demonstrated Danny's mastery over both of both order and chaos as we see oh, I love that. right we see chaos just coming through the order and just come the combination of both and it's total full spectrum domination <laughs> Tyrion makes you know it gives John a pretty good couple answers for why people would want to live in <laughs> in King's Landing right <laughs> there's good work you know there's lots more work here and the brothels are money you don't get those type of women outside the dread fort you know (laughs) when drogon did that he was still quite small oh loki (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go grab him so he doesn't cheap cheap put him in my shirt i'll be right back okay (laughs) put him in your shirt okay so i've got him in in my sweatshirt now so hopefully he'll be quiet hi loki (laughs) hello (laughs) hello (laughs) 
Littlefinger is trying to lead Sansa to think about, like, critically think about why Arya is here. Mm. Uh, this like, is this is something else that I thought was interesting too. Your theory that. Baelish could be a faceless man. Get this. I was thinking at this point, I was like, is this even Baelish or is this Arya posing as Baelish testing Sansa's loyalties? Oh shit. I didn't even think of that. Talking to Sansa, seeing if she's uh, like willing to betray John doing her own recon to see, (laughs) you know, to see if Sansa's really on her side or if Sansa needs to be dealt with. (laughs) That's pretty crazy, right? I like that. If it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it is a duck. But then there's like something off about that duck. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like not quite that character anymore. I've done plenty of things that I regret. Yeah. And Theon's like, yeah, not compared to me, man. (laughs) He agrees. (laughs) He's like, no. No, not compared to (laughs) you. I always wanted to do the right thing, be the right kind of person, but I never knew what that meant. It always seemed like there was an impossible choice I had to make. Just like Jamie, man, you know, caught between oaths, except uh, whereas Jamie tried to make the best of those decisions and like, I think did the best he could, like killing the king was the best choice in that, in that scenario. Theon makes the bad decisions and I thought this was really very mature of John and very beautiful sentiment from John. And instead of using Ned's memory just to scold Theon and berate him and make him look like an asshole, instead he's using Ned's memory for inspiration and showing Theon just like in in life, how Ned would have done to, to bring him to the right path and tell him to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're a great joy. And you're a Stark. And I loved that line because I think about it from John being a Stark and, and a Targaryen. Targaryen. Oh, yeah, true. You know, it's totally. like you're both. You, It's it's okay to be proud that you're a Greyjoy uh-huh. and know that that's where you come from. But it's also okay to identify with being a Stark yeah. because you spent your adolescent years growing up with Ned. And, you learned a lot from him. And embracing that influence is okay. You know, like you don't need anything more than that. Yeah. Right. You don't have to choose. My voice totally just cut out when I said, yeah, I don't know if you heard this. <laughs> I could, yeah, I barely heard anything. It like, it like got caught in my throat. That's <laughs> funny. Like, eh. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> And this is when Euron's greatest weakness becomes his greatest strength. <laughs> the the ballless wonder. Theon is Theon Greyjoy. He is back. Yeah, I think like, yeah, that's a perfect way to say it. I think Reek is dead. You know, like Reek is, Reek dead. is a season seven casualty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yesterday he fell in his trampoline. He goes, fucking damn it. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> We're not listening to Duncan and mommy in the car anymore. <laughs> oh man. Now they've come together and like literally come together in this episode. And, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if I'll include that. That was a little rough. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wow. Maybe I'll just say literally and figuratively. And, uh, go. even in this episode and, <laughs> and now, um, you can put that in the outtakes. So, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And finally, after Arya slits Baelish's throat and he is struggling to talk his last breath, Sansa really dropped the ball by not saying, no need to (laughs) seize the last word, Lord Baelish. I'll assume it was something clever. (laughs) 
All right, that's our show, episode 109. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you guys so much for sticking with us through the long night. We love all of you. Indeed. And a huge thank you to John Bailey, the epic voice guy from the Emmy-nominated Honest Trailers for announcing our show. If you'd like to donate or subscribe to support us, you can go to paypal.me slash gompodcast or patreon.com slash gompodcast to donate an amount of your choosing. There are links to both at gameofmicrophones.com. Doing some online shopping? Go to gameofmicrophones.com and click on our link to Amazon. As an Amazon associate, we earn from qualifying purchases. Any contribution you make helps, and you can help secure the continued existence of Game of Microphones. We'd like to thank our patrons, Sir Matthew of House Rep, Lady Lucy of House Roberts, Lady Candace of House Twos, Lady Terry of House Theodore, Lord Jeff of House Allen, Sirenicide, Lord John of House Grills, Lord Jeremiah of House Carpenter, and Luke the Low Duke. Thank you guys so much. We love you and appreciate your patronage. And another huge thank you to Lord Bryson of House Wolf for your contributions as well. And make sure to check out Sirenicide, the serialized horror drama podcast featuring me and Archmaster Stitches. Go to sirenicide.com and download it wherever you get your podcasts. We also want to give a huge thanks to Lady Lisa of House Sky, Pie Romancer. She has been amazing behind the scenes working to get our website, Game of Microphones, up and running. Mm-hmm. She's also an incredibly skilled artist, so check out her amazingly illustrated book, The People You May See, available now on Amazon.com. It's Prime eligible too, so you'll get it super fast. <laughs> yeah. You can check all her work out at fineartsbylisa.com. She's also on Instagram and Facebook slash fineartsbylisa. We love you, girl. Definitely. And I've got an Elisa Sky original that's up on display on the Game of Microphones set. So as we go into our live broadcasting. Yeah. So when we're doing our podcasts during season eight and you can see the Game of Microphones studio, keep your eye out for the picture of Drogon on the wall. That's a Lisa Sky original. It's awesome. I love it. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Next episode, we'll be covering the premiere episode of the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm so excited. (laughs) The name of which is as of yet unknown. In other words... An episode has no name. Oh my God. (laughs) Thus far. (laughs) We'll be doing live shows immediately following the episode as well as studio produced episodes like this during the week between the new episodes. So that means double the material for you guys. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some really cool guests and a lot of new faces um, appearing regularly on the show. And it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. So we're looking forward to experiencing the new season with you guys. Yes, cannot wait. So make sure to tune in next Sunday, April 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern to HBO to watch the premiere of the final season of Game of Thrones and send us your thoughts. We'd love to read them on air. If you'd like to call, you can always call us at 813-563-3739. That's 813-JOFFREY. If you'd like to write in, you can email us at ravens at gameofmicrophones.com. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash gompodcast. Imslap! Ah! You can also listen to Game of Microphones on YouTube, BitChute, and Steemit. Just search for Game of Microphones to find our channel. Likes, comments, and shares are appreciated. 
We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Minds at GOM Podcast. And we're on Tumblr, too, at Game of Microphones. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. I didn't believe it until I saw them. I saw them all. How many? A hundred thousand at least.